everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 85. Dusty Hanshaw was still alive. What still here. We're still cranking. And apparently, based on my Instagram, people want to know a lot of shit. Because yeah. Because we have a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, I uh, keep meaning, like, you know, hey, I'm going to get back to every single one of them. <laughs> and then, like, I'm like, holy shit. That's a lot of yeah, you're not quite. Yeah, I would never guarantee I'm getting back to every one of them because yeah, I'll do like thirty or forty, and just blast them out. I took I took your lead with the whole video much faster. Hello, yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, people like yeah. it better. Um, yeah, I think it makes them feel good about themselves when they see me for a solid ten minutes straight. They're like, things could be worse. Look at that face. I uh, remember like, that. Uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. And uh, help us out. You guys are fantastic. And uh, we appreciate all the social media love and spreading and the hate. word. And hate. Huh? I want and, the hate, too. Yeah. The hate is good for yeah, us. Yeah, a little hate. little hate's good. You know, remember, we're just a couple of dumb bodybuilders. True. Meatheads 101. Which, by the way, speaking of hate, you know, we had our episode where I had an episode about masks. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure our governor watched it and was like, fuck it. Let's drop the mandate. Dusty doesn't like it. Yeah, you, 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 you were the final word. You know, there were all these people speaking out, and then he was like, "Ah, Dusty's got a point." Yeah, I, I, I felt it because literally the next day it popped up, and I was like, "He saw the episode, and he was like, huh. it's interesting." Yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like a fact to me. It's, it's science, so yeah, yeah, we don't have it anymore, and I love it. A couple places still deal with it, but I still ignore them, so we're good. Okay, okay. Well, that's life in Arizona. I know it's great as it should be get new shirts. I freaking love that shirt. So I'm going to mail you one in my collection, dude. I love that one. So, uh, you guys make, you made a quite a variety though. I saw the picture. You guys got some good shit going there. Yeah. I'm going to send you a couple. So you got to send me your address again. Cause yes, I, we'll change it all the time. I, oh yeah, I guess. Good point. Eh? Plus I can never find it in our message thread. I would be looking and looking. <laughs> 7,000 messages ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Terrible. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a very good week, you know, mm-hmm. very happy. Uh, last, last episode went pretty well. I know, you know, we got a little controversial, but, um, I don't think it was that controversial. We didn't say anything like, offensive either. We just kind of like, I just find that anything that's even, if you're honest, I just expect people to be in an uproar. That's really what it is. Yeah. But I found the opposite. I, I have to tell you, we have the coolest listeners because, I had a few people tell me in person and on the thing that they backed us even more, even if they didn't agree. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <clears throat> because you're actually just saying what you think versus like, you know, checking the temperature of the room. What should I say? Right, you know? right. I know what you mean. So yeah. I think what makes it a little bit easy for us, I don't, well, actually, I don't want to use the word easy. I think it's why a lot of people with podcasts, you know, upset people. Because, like, I, 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 I speak to you as if no one's going to hear this. Yeah, I actually forget sometimes. We're like, like, I honestly do. <laughs> I, I forget that there's more than, like, 10 people listening. You know, when I think of our listeners, I'm just like, you know, it just doesn't compute. So that takes the being careful away. That's why we say whatever we want because we still don't think anyone's listening <laughs> i also think it's because we're old and we've reached that point you know when you get older you, right when you i was think, young i remember looking and being like one day i'm gonna be that asshole that just says whatever the fuck right, you're he like wants. that that guy with the gray hair just says the rudest shit 
<laughs> yeah. I start to see the grays come through the beard, and I was like, that guy is uh, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, but we don't mean, we. you know, obviously, I, I never mean to upset anybody. But, hey, some people get upset at stuff that they shouldn't get upset about. It's You're allowed to have conversations about stuff. And I think right now, one of the things that we're that, you know, the media is failing at and a lot of people are failing at is the ability to have a conversation about something without getting emotional. Yeah, or or I, I put a post up about Huge it problem. or, or about so emotional, you know, disagreeing is okay. You don't need to, the amount of people who will unplug the moment you disagree with them. Yeah. Like, how are you going to be well-rounded? And I'm not, yeah. I've never tried to convince someone to do what I do or think what I think. I just, this is what I do. But I find it fascinating because I have learned a ton from people who do things different than me. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's sure. funny to me to block them from your life. And I think that that's and that's what that was kind of the power. Like, remember back in the day with forums, if you spoke, you couldn't speak out of turn because you couldn't just delete other people like you were in a forum. Whereas now I can say anything I want. And the moment you disagree with me on my page, I'm in complete control. Yeah. I can block you. Whereas I, I like that you had to earn your stripes before you could speak. And then once you did, you could say something that maybe hadn't been tried before. And people would actually say, well, maybe, I mean, he's not a moron. We've that's been proven. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know? I, it, it was a good, it was an interesting time. I was talking about the forums the other day with a friend of mine. Cause he, he just caught the tail end of that era right before it was, right? it was great for a while. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Cause it was like such a small little world. You yeah. know, like one of my, you know, and it made some weird friends too. like, do you know, Mike Pusinella? Of course. Yeah. Right. The, you know, the, the filmographer that, you know, so he, good. Yeah. So me and Mike became like really good buddies on MD. Right. Like I'd never even met him. We right. just became really good buddies and we would gang up on people. We would like people <laughs> gang up on us and we just like, it was so funny. And it, it got to the point where, um, when I went to my first North Americans in 09, Mike messaged me. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be there with my, like me and Dave are both going to be there. You right. know, I mean, his brother, Dave, obviously, but he's like, me and Dave are both going to be there. He's helping a bunch of people. And I'm, I got to film some stuff for somebody or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he did a lot of stuff for MHP. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so we like hooked up and got a coffee and like I was prepping for the show, so I couldn't go eat or anything. So I like sat down with him and had a coffee and we talked for like two hours, but you just make like funny friends that you would have never like, you know, oh yeah, made outside of the forums, but yeah, it was it was it was a cool time, you know. Yeah. So, okay, what's going on with your questions? Do you have a ton of shit? Do you have anything that you want to cover before we get to the questions? Uh, I mean, nothing. In, well, things are important in my world. You got um, yeah. Well, you got to tell us about the flex visit, Dragon's oh, Lair. What geez. happened? Yeah. So we did that. Um, actually, that was some of the questions I got, which I thought were funny. Uh, I actually had somebody that said. Uh, how did it feel to train at the Dragon's Lair? And I'm like, felt like a gym. Right, right. I, I think the only thing that gets altered um, when you've been in this a long time is a great gym is a great gym. Uh, and I even found it was funny, but I'm so out of touch with, uh, you know, when you first get into bodybuilding, it's all about going to places where people are, being seen, making right. sure people know you. Um, we got there um, purposely early so I could train. And then Dom, my uh, tissue guy, was there. And I said, hey, can you run a reset on me real quick? Because we were just in the car. So he did. Uh, Tommy had never had one. He did that for him. 
And then uh, he's like, you guys want to train with the new X on? Fuck it. Let's do it. So that's so, like a newbie. Is it like a, just a different brand? Yeah, it's a, a small, it? it's a smaller version. So you can carry it around instead of having okay. it on the cart. Um, right. And then the other thing is it runs two different currents. So basically, and I'm giving you guys, nobody fact checked me. I'm not, I'm purposely being very loose with words. So I don't say anything right. stupid, right. but it runs different currents. And between sets, they change the current. So basically for the 50 minutes we were training, my muscles were firing the entire time. I was right. sore as fuck. The next day I woke up, we did delts, and I literally was like, well, Abby beat my ass. A uh, hundred pound bikini pro kicked the shit out of me yesterday. Oh, I've never cool. hurt like that before. Uh, I ran through a very typical workout, so I didn't let it slow down the intensity or anything like that. It was great. Loved it. Um, but I also realized while I was doing it that I'm so just a bodybuilder that I forget. Like I just went and trained and then I got done and like I realized, oh fuck, these people want to talk. My bad. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so I had to like pull it back and I, I looked up at one point and realized like there were people watching and they weren't watching because they were in awe. They were like, hey, dipshit. Don't forget to say hello. I was like, oh, fuck. So you have to, and you know, people, I, I experience, you just know in those places, you can just walk right up. People don't know that. So you have to tell them, hey, you know, you need right, something, right, you got a right. question, you know, so it was really cool. Uh, the gym was phenomenal, of course. I, I love everything about it. I mean, it's just set up perfectly. It's got great stuff. Um, the vibe is great. Everyone in there was awesome. I think they'll be extremely successful because I really do believe, Ron, that in the States, the smaller gym model is going to start hurting the big boxes. I oh, think that is yeah. going to kill them. Yeah. Because people want that and they're tired of being fucked around with here. Like, for example, it's a, it's a known thing. Oh, you want to cancel from EOS? Good. Good luck. Good luck getting him to stop charging your card one more time and one more time. It's like it's a scam that everyone knows about, but they literally will not take cash up front for a year either. It's a yeah, a trick. And of course, if they heard that, we never do that. Really? Everyone I've ever heard that's tried to cancel got hit at least one or two more times. Oh, um, I had I had a, some commercial gym nightmares trying to cancel memberships. Yeah. So it's it's a mess. Um, but they're they're cranking. And then. More importantly, because I'm selfish, uh, <clears throat> a gym here, uh, a, a single owner big box gym got purchased just recently. And in my opinion, the new owner is not smart, but maybe he's a genius. He sold everything in the gym. Okay. Which blows my mind because he has some really good stuff. So I went and shopped. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what did you what did you we get? Got, uh, we only got a couple things because we only have nine thousand square feet, so we're pretty particular on what we wanted. But I finally got that Atlantis standing side ladder I've been wanting. Nice. Um, paid eight hundred bucks for it. Thank you very much. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, got what I believe to be a custom uh, chest supported row that three plates murders me. Right, I mean, it's, people, it, people yeah. are gonna have quarters on that thing. The, I know the way mean. it is set up, your legs are useless. Yeah, it's a it Superman is, row type of. Oh, page. dude, it's so great! It is so yeah. great. Um, so got that, and then I think he bought. Oh, I. This is a funny thing. There was also a leg press that I wanted. It was like a horizontal leg press, but it was nautilus. Right. Um, 
and I've seen them before around, but I was like, yeah, I'll grab that, know you know? So, so I had told Lance, I was like, Hey, can you grab that? Guy's like, yeah, 4,000. I'm like, dollars. <laughs> you know, we're we talking Canadian or what are we doing here? I mean, yeah, Let's he was get a new one for that for less. I looked, I was like, yeah, bro, I could, I could save 500 bucks and get a brand new one in any color I want. Yeah. I think this one's special. I'm like, I think you're special. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, so Lance went and picked it all up. It was funny cause I came back and, uh, <clears throat> One of the trainers was like, man, if you you see we got that, he goes, uh, you're going to love that thing. I'm like, I've used that one. He's like, we just got it. I said, I used it at the gym. It was at before. <laughs> I begged Lance to get that piece. So, right. yeah, he bought it up. The gym looks awesome. And I'm literally, <clears throat> somebody asked me to spare, like, you, you ever going to open a gym? I'm like, no. Have you seen my gym? <laughs> I already have one, and someone else pays for it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you got a good setup. I'd love to come and train there, man. Just because, oh, you know, you love crazy. it so much. So they make it home for you. Then we have I a new Arsenal be... shoulder press coming this week. Okay, cool. Plate loaded? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, you, cool. You know me. I like that yeah. one. Yeah, it's 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 good for my uh, wrists because it's not the straight out like the hammer strength. Plus, I hate I, them. I had to start wearing, I had someone ask me, is riding your bike causing any problems? And I was like, well, I did have to start wearing a gasp wrist wrap. That I could believe. I wear I wear one on my left wrist quite often, and Just I wear wrist. And, yeah. And then uh, when I press, I throw it on too on heavy presses. I throw one on my left wrist. Yeah. Just from the constant abuse. Yeah, just funny. It's like one of the one of the spots in my body that actually feels it. That's Man. fantastic. Yeah, so that's okay. it. That's my whole that's my whole life has been told you guys. I, I thought it looked like a lot of fun, and it kind of looked like the, um you know the gym at the expo like. You know, whatever it, we it got was, the Arnold exactly and exactly what it was. Yeah, it's like going to the Arnold and hot as fucking here and uh, <laughs> and training at the uh, at that Metro Gym downtown or whatever it was, the powerhouse now. Yeah. When it's just packed, you know. Yeah, so. like you, you wouldn't. I mean, it, it worked well. We planned on delts because I said no matter what's there, I can grab some dumbbells. Yeah, we'll get a workout in. Shoulders and arms. That's yep. all that's safe to train on those crazy days. Yeah, but it was great, and uh, they're gonna kill it. And I did not realize that everyone in the industry moved to Vegas. Yeah. I looked at, I looked at some of the pictures and there was a whole bunch of people that were there and I was like, Oh yeah, they live there. Yeah. Like I forgot that Dennis Wolf was going to show up cause he lives there. Yeah. Well then I guess, uh, uh, Hide and Iris are opening a powerhouse also soon. In oh, Vegas. so I mean, Vegas is, it's kind of like saying Phoenix because Phoenix encompasses all of our cities when you say that. So, I mean, more than enough space for him. But I, I heard that during the interviews that they were doing. And Hide was like, yeah, we're opening our gym soon. And I'm like, this fucking world, man. It, it works. So, yeah, it was pretty nice. It was really nice. And I know one thing I like that Flex is doing uh, is he capped the memberships. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you know, you walk in, you pay for the year, and you're set. You got your spot. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I think is genius. That was that's kind of been the master plan when we were originally talking about building a gym, not for profit, but essentially for break even. My yeah. plan was to figure out how many people it took at two hundred bucks a month to, yep. to pay for itself. You know, I yep. would have fronted the equipment, but I was like, how many people at two hundred bucks a month would it take? And it's yeah. a key. You want to sell your key? Cool. <laughs> Let me know who we're selling it to. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I know that exclusivity. And uh, not having to put up with uh, corporate type of stuff, yep. you know, 
is is something that a lot of people are willing to pay for, especially in those markets where there's a little bit of, a little bit of extra income for some people. They're like 200 bucks a month for a gym where I have no hassles and no one's on my machine and there's no stupid groups of people that have no idea what they're doing. No problem. I'll pay that all day long. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's crazy. And I didn't, I didn't realize how well you guys did it. Uh, cause I'm spoiled when I come to your gym, it's, <clears throat> it's yours, but I, I just, I think a gym's differently than most people. They're all mine. Like right. I walk and I'm like, ah, I'm home. <clears throat> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as long as they have good equipment and they let me use it, I'm comfortable. I really realize now after seeing what Lance has done with muscle factory that you guys created something. Like I told him the other day, he was like, I'm thinking about doing something, another gym. I went, no, no, no. I need you sitting in that chair. You like, no, I couldn't replace you. Like <clears throat> people know they walk in, Lance is here. He knows everybody by name. I'm like, I, I really realize that that's what you guys have done. And, and you particularly, cause you're there all the time with your gym that has an immense value. You realize, Oh, I actually kind of know every person in this room every time I come. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I dig you it. Know? I love it. You know, <clears throat> you know some people don't want to, like talk to people at the gym and I don't know everybody. That's cool. You know, some people don't say hi at the front desk. They just, put their, they just fucking walk through. You say hi to them. They don't say hi back. <laughs> but some people are just shy and they just don't, you know, it's not that they're rude. They're just like, you know, in a super fucking hurry. Yeah. You know, a lot of people can barely fit the time to work out in their day. So, you know, we don't bug everybody trying to talk to them. But but yeah, you know, generally a very friendly gym is is got that community feel to it. And they're usually where most of the bodybuilders wind up. Yeah. One people know. I think that's the big thing is I don't really talk to people either. Yeah. But they they do know, like I've had a few instances where someone will just walk over and say, hey, you know, I had a girl just recently come over and she goes, I hurt my back doing deads and I want to squat, but I don't know if I should yet. And I was like, oh, let's put you on the pendulum and see, you know, I made, I asked her what the injury, what is the injury? Right. It was safe. We went over and I mean, now it was funny. She, uh, she's moving to Tennessee and she went into a gym now and she walks and she, she goes, I have a pendulum squat. Right. <laughs> the guy was like, why? She goes, I love that machine. And she goes, Oh my, uh, a guy from my gym, Dusty told me about it. He goes, Oh, so, so you're talking about, uh, you know, he, he knew that he actually literally, he goes, Oh, muscle factory. She was like, that's yes. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Power of Instagram, buddy. <laughs> exactly. So good stuff, man. Well, you Everybody got some knows questions about rocking or what do we Yeah, got? I got tons. Let's let's start out with this one. Yes. What do you consider? I don't know where I get these. Some of the ones people send me. I love that they give you the good ones. I don't know if this is too early for this one. This might be a heavy one off the bat. One second. What do you consider? There we go. Okay, Dusty's ready now. I'm ready. <clears throat> What's the greatest invention of all time? Porn. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Uh, what see. would you say? Uh, man. Do you go early or do you go like, you know, uh, I think, I think percentage of change? That, that may, it, you, you bring a good question because it's very difficult. I mean, if I say the internet, great, but what about cars what air condition i mean or, so or, many little things that we have been invented they're like oh so <clears> you <throat> got so you got or you got like concepts like agriculture yeah jesus now you now you made it <laughs> right <laughs> or answers, i need all of them <laughs> or or plumbing right all like right. just think of what happened to the cities when you know they invented plumbing let me the let me give you an example of why this is such a hard question to answer urban living okay? 
So I met a guy. Vaccines? Uh, through, a, through a friend. Polio? Smallpox? Who, see? There you go. Sorry, I'll think, stop. Think small. Think small. I met a guy who, through a friend who's like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Mm-hmm. Talking and I, I was like, "Oh, what do you, what do you do?" Thinking it was a big thing, he goes, "Oh, I invented the PVC elbow." Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> "Tell me about this it guy." It didn't always turn. What the fuck was it used for? It was the a, best way to do it. I mean, literally, when you hear that, you're like, "Well, why did we have a PVC pipe if it couldn't?" Like the guy that made the pipe didn't make the turn. So, uh, my point is, is the best inventions almost impossible because every single thing matters. I mean, this day and age, I will say the best invention for me, and this is just for my little life at this point, the internet has been an amazing thing. Right. Uh, the, and that's an encompassing thing, but like, I pretty much only know people because of the internet. I can only keep in contact because of people because of the internet. I haven't seen you in like a year and a half. Yep. But you you literally forget that. Like if I if if I were to come there tomorrow, I wouldn't be like, dude, I haven't seen you in so long. I'd be like, I saw you last week. <laughs> and I, I don't know. God, but yeah, what what is, what do you think is the? I mean, I guess vaccines are probably the the, the greatest thing because we would all be dead. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about numbers, like that's what I mean, you know? Or or is it antibiotics? Antibiotics probably. I don't know. One of the two, like medical stuff, and then you got electricity okay i would have some of these things any time prior to now i would have been even a weaker human than i am now you know the battery (laughs) internal combustion engine as you mentioned craziness it's it's interesting to think morning after pill i mean morning (laughs) (laughs) good shit right there (laughs) trenbolone acetate um yeah no, it it uh, it's it's it makes you wonder about stuff when you think what's the greatest invention of all time because you know they all build and and stack on one another and yeah but something know. started it too yeah hey, I, we, or we, is need it to, just, we need the viewers to give us some examples in the comments what are some or, of the things we're missing hey hey you go back far enough and you get the wheel <clears throat> exactly right you know yeah. some guy said the horse isn't enough yeah yeah. <laughs> So guys said the horse isn't enough. No, man, it's it's crazy. So one of my, I got to bring this up because we're talking yes. about inventions. So here's a little history for you. So one of my favorite quotes, I just got to make sure I find it here. Don't worry, um, you're going to ruin this. Okay. So there was a report to Congress in 1843 by a patent office commissioner now, there's a little bit debate on who actually said it, apparently, according to the Internet. A lot of times it gets credited to a guy named Duell in 1902. But they're thinking now it was actually a report to Congress in 1843 by a patent office commissioner named Henry Ellsworth, who was talking about how he didn't think the patent office was that important anymore because everything that can be invented has already been invented. We don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, you know, we pretty much invented everything. So, but they say Charles H. Duell was the one. He was the commissioner in 1899, and he he said it. He didn't write it. He said it. So, but, so he gets credited in most of these articles as saying that. 
you know, ah, you know, everything that's been invented has already been invented. I don't know what we're. This what all we're seems be. a little rep- rep- reported. Yeah. <laughs> no, this might be a government department that we can close soon. You know. <laughs> so it shows you that not everyone in government has the vision. Oh my God. Right. This thing, it. that guy was the head of the patent office. And that was his vision for the future. So these people were electing, you know, it's it's, it's really like it, we're not electing the smartest people. We're electing a random neighbor. That's yeah. who we're electing. Random neighbor, and we're not quite sure if he agrees with us on much. That's why. Yeah, but and then and then you got the guys on the other end of the spectrum. Like, could you imagine if you were to say that to like Elon Musk now? Well, aren't we kind of capped out? Isn't this I mean, the end? Yeah. Isn't this all our great, great, great grandchildren are ever going to see right here, right now? (laughs) So I have to depart from the quote. Well, there's kind of some questions about TV shows and stuff here, but I have to go to TV shows now. Roll. So two things about TV shows. First of all, have you got back into Yellowstone? I I did watch an episode since you sent me the the reminder. Have you you finished season one yet? No. Okay. Season one ends awesome. And season two, let me just tell you, it, watch out. Like, you think Sons of Anarchy on a ranch? Okay, you're going to get Sons of Anarchy on a ranch pretty soon here. But you got to, because season (laughs) one, you're like. I was right, but I didn't realize how right I was. (laughs) Yeah, so season one, you're like, well, it's kind of like Sons of Anarchy on a ranch, but, you know, not quite as violent and, you know. Right. You know, seedy, and and then season two comes. You're like, oh, okay, now we're getting dark. Now they're turning now the light. Now they're <laughs> now they're letting the characters fester, right? Oh, and and the, the the you know stuff's starting to boil over, and and I'm like, oh god, this is this is uh, you know, this is gonna get really really messy. So yeah, we might have to revisit that cowboy biker discussion. Yeah, we, 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 when I catch back now, see, the good news is you're giving me reasons. I realized the other day when you sent that to me, because I was like, why did I stop watching? I wasn't yeah. bored of it. It oh, wasn't no. like it was off. And I just realized when Sons of Anarchy was out, I was in a point in life where sitting in front of my TV was an important thing to do. Right. It is busy. <laughs> and now I laugh because uh, I've been trying to switch insurance. And it's going to save me like a couple, like a hundred and something bucks a month for my health insurance. And the lady's like, are you serious? I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but the things I'm doing make me more than the hundred and something bucks a month. So I'm just trying to find time for you. <laughs> like, right, right, right. I really appreciate that I only need 15 minutes, but it's hard to find at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so, so I need to get back now. It's, it's not I don't, an emergency. I, I don't want people to think I watch TV all the time. I, I hardly have time for it, but that's why I'm so specific about what we watch. But that's, you know? why, but that's why we're having this, because you, you actually checked in on me. That's when I knew I was like, I gotta get back because I actually yeah, do. Because we watched it, we you watched watch like, like an episode a night, and that's that's a stretch, and it's because you don't sleep. So I laugh because well, you 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 text me, you sleep at weird hours. You text me like super late, and I'm like, Ron knows I'm awake. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you got you got to watch it. So now, so that's what Emily and I are watching is yes. is the Yellowstone. But then I've got my own show, and I finally got back into it because I took a huge break, and it was that sci-fi show on Amazon called The Expanse. I've I've seen that on my TV yeah. as an option, but I of course have never watched it. So I talked about it earlier and how I thought it was good. They had some cool characters and stuff, and it was kind of a neat 
you know, really neat premise that they've set up. Like the, mm-hmm. the world that they created is really cool. And, um, first three seasons or first, first two and a half seasons were like, you know, pretty cool. It's like, okay, I'm totally into this. And then what happens is I was told like, it, it was great, but it wasn't like mind blowing. Right. But I was told that how season three ends transforms the show and it becomes this like insane, even more insane story. And so I was right. like, okay, we'll see where this goes. And then the way they ended season three, I like cannot believe what they did. And I'm so excited to watch season four, which is on Amazon. So I'm like going to fucking binge it. How, it was how like, come Emily doesn't like this show? Is it just the timing? She's not home when you can watch yeah, that or what? Well, she's not really into sci-fi like I am. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, I'm three seasons deep and she starts watching a little bit while she's eating. She's like, oh, that show's actually pretty good. I'm like, it's too late now. It's too late now. You can't watch it. You watch the wall. Yeah. Watch the wall. Turn to the corner. I Put gave your your kids three seasons ago. <laughs> you know, you're, glad, you're glad you didn't, though, because uh, I had that before with uh, with Evian, where she'd be like, like hinting in. And I'm like, I'm not going back. I'm not waiting for you. Oh, no. You know how you're supposed to, like, leave no man behind? It doesn't count in television. That ship has <laughs> left the harbor. <laughs> Missed your ride. You got to pick another show. <laughs> What's your own show? You could, you could, uh, Yellowstone's next. It's fine. You can catch up if you want. <laughs> I don't know when with your schedule, but good luck. In between clients, she's on her cell phone watching. Five, seven. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. Okay, you got one? You got to ask one. I have, dude, I was having so much fun just being like on the side. Okay. Ah, You've really ruined this for me now. Okay, here we go. This is actually a good one. I've went through this for some clients already. How would you change eating if you had COVID and you felt like death? Do your best to eat? Question. I just like consume whatever easy calories I could while I was sick. I'm the type of guy that if I was at, if I was like super sick with the flu or something, I'd like pound a shake and sleep for seven hours. And then I'd like eat a tub of ice cream and make myself have some meat and go to bed for seven. Like I would just, yeah, I, like you're sick. I don't know. I'm the same. That's why, that's why I wanted to ask that because I've told all of my clients, I mean, fortunately, knock on wood, none were in the middle of a prep. I was like, you're sick. Who cares? Get yeah, well, I like so get like, better is what I mean. Like when I say like who yeah. cares, what I mean is who cares about bodybuilding. You're not going to lose a shit ton of muscle. Whatever you're going to lose, you're going to lose anyways because you're not going to eat enough. Yeah, so that's like, my thing. You is can that you're get food down. More. That's fine. And like you said, you nailed it too. If there's something that sounds good, and you know when you can't eat, if something sounds good, I'm like oh fuck, eat that. Whatever yeah. it is. You yeah. I mean? And like, I'm assuming too that. <laughs> When you're sick, there's no way you would ever go over your calories. You're not really yeah, that no, sick if you not can that go over. Yeah, if you can go over on your calories and actually put fat on, then you're 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 not sick because you're able to eat a lot. 
Yeah, not from COVID. So, Everyone I know who had COVID is it's a battle. And I even just tell them I'm like, I have a crazy belief in stress and cortisol. I'm like, I don't want you stressing about another thing. No, no just relax. So pass, some shakes. Whenever we get through it, we'll get back to work. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, eat what you can. Eat butter sandwiches. You'll be fine. You know simple, what I mean? Simple, simple. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Go ahead. This is an important one for you. What's more anabolic? Oversized t-shirts with sleeves covering the biceps or tank tops? Oversized t-shirts for sure. <laughs> Obviously. Definitely. They hold I in. I can tell. Follow us because they're very specific. Like, you well, wear shirts are too big. Because the science shows that the androgens evaporate out of your body and the big shirt holds holds in the androgen steam and it reabsorbs through your skin transdermally and then you get a reuptake of androgens. Which is why your receptors never need to be reset. Yeah, it's a science. <laughs> That's literally my answer for everything stupid I say. I go, it's science. <laughs> right now there's someone like, really? Your sweat has androgens in it? Googling, wait, what? They're not cluing into our, our sense of humors. That's so funny. Okay. Um, how close are we to having the book 1984 be accurate? Oh, my God. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting – I feel bad because I, I feel like the majority of our viewers have no idea what we're talking about. But um, it's, it's frightening, actually, the, the mirroring that's going on. Let's just leave it at that. Funny. <laughs> I heard it. So I, I have – have you read 1984? Yeah. I have a copy of 1984 here. I was actually going to read it again. So, um, but that's George Orwell. So I heard someone the other day and they were, they were not joking or arguing, but they were just like, like having a, a little conversation about what's more accurate Orwell's depiction of the future where we're all controlled with fear or Huxley who wrote a brave new world where everyone's controlled with pleasure and, and satiation and pacified. It's and, this, it's, and it's yes. sort of interesting. It's like, ah, they're both like Orwell's version of the future was very like, it's dark, you know, very dark. And then Huxley's vision of the future was like that pacified cluelessness of just happy obedience. You know what I mean? I would, if I could choose which one was, I was going to live in. I'm going pacified because they, oh, yeah. Matrix they didn't the even know. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I, I laugh. You know, they always say that. Like, what, what is it? Um, uh, like not knowing is an advantage. What's what's that saying goes? The ignorance uh, is bliss. Yeah, like that. It's so true because I've seen people that are yeah. dumber than fuck in a situation. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to fix that because he right. seems so They're happy. So happy. <laughs> I don't want to break the bubble like about Santa Claus. I mean, it's good that you think he's real. It's cool. right, right. I know. I know. That's a you guys. If you haven't read those, you should though, because the fear one. It's funny, but that I noticed the people who are against living by fear in general more now than ever. You know, and yeah. it's becoming more common to be openly speaking out against it. Which is which is kind of nice. I I've I've noticed a few people I don't know well that I realize oh you and I we're we're on the same team that's nice right <laughs> and also too I, I sort of feel like 
I don't want to get too crazy on this stuff, but I feel like the media, you know, the media really tries to divide left and right. Of course. And there's a whole lot of people here. But the people on the left and the right. They're the loud ones. they, They seem to, a lot of them, like the loud ones, they think the centrists are like the worst type of people. They're like... We pick a pick side. side. Yep. Yeah, like you're <laughs> humming and hawing and not like not decisive and you're part of the problem and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, I think there's um so here's a question for you. Do you think the media is going to well, hey, there could be a transformation of the media because of all the podcasts and the non-network controlled sources now. Mm-hmm. But um do you think the media is going to try to fix its ridiculous way of operation so that it can become more credible again and try to gain back like trust from the public or do you think that the gen- the the corporate media is just so far gone that they're just going to like die a slow death i don't know i think the i think the media is blockbuster video okay so they're just they're they're not going to clue in Mm-mm. and then then the, this then what becomes tricky is the lazy people and i, I don't I use the word lazy not in a negative connotation, just factually. The people well, who will not busy s- people. Yeah, the people who right, will not take the time to yeah. seek out their own like information will really struggle because they're used to being spoon-fed the truth. That Which, stopped happening, right. um, or or at least it's my truth. It's kind of like if you know if you have a breakup and yeah. everyone only listens to your version of the ugly situation, right? It's not 100% accurate, but there's some pieces in there that are real. Right. That's where the media is. So I, I do. I think it's too far because I think the the powerful people of the world, the people who aren't run by fear, aren't coming back. Right. I walk into my mother's house and they have the news on. I go, can you turn that off? Yeah. Like immediately. I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Like I'm afraid that I've always, I always joke that stupidity might be contagious and I don't want to get any on me. One of the things that I was I was listening to people talk about the, this exact thing, you know, the kind of loss of market share that the mm-hmm. corporate media is seeing right now with like massive ratings drops, like, yeah. you know, and then viewership on podcasts is like, you know, <laughs> Rogan's getting fucking like 10 million downloads an episode yeah, and just insane shit like that. So they're talking about, they're talking about it and one of the guys said i can't remember all their names i'm not like a media pro guy and he said uh one of the problems with the corporate media is that a lot of the good smart people have left right and a lot of the people left i'm sorry a lot of people that are still there Mm -hmm. um are they they they're so virtuous in their thinking that they think that they are doing the 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 most good thing they can do by being right. the type of media person they are. Like mm-hmm. they think it's the, they think it's good for society that what they're doing. So it's hard to change it. Well, I think you know what I mean, what's happening in some places, and I think I might've mentioned this, but I'm not sure uh, here, the highest rated night show of news has been the same two people since I was a kid. Right. Uh, and about a month ago, the woman of the two, not only did she leave, but she voiced why. And she literally said, I can't, this isn't news anymore. This is not something I can be proud of. It's not something I put my name behind. Right. And we're not doing our jobs anymore. And the media has changed. And when you hear somebody who your parents 
and now you are an adult with kids have been listening to and you trust her as an individual and she says that you're like oh shit because when dusty says it a fucking meathead that's got opinions like who gives a shit but when someone you've looked to as truth literally says hey we're we're lying to you now and i can i mean literally she was like i don't even know what i'm gonna do like this is my career but i can't do it this way anymore you know she's like i don't even know what i'm going to do i'm like we're gonna write a book but anyways (laughs) but you know i mean that's good i when i saw i was so happy because i was like oh that's gonna get some of the outliers that couldn't see it yet to go wait yeah linda or katie or whatever the fuck her name is says this now too shit maybe we have yeah, a there'll, there'll be a lot more of that yeah i think there's going to be some pushback there's going to be some cultural pushback to all this sort of hyping everything and making everything so sensationalistic and over the top and you know every single thing is offensive and I, and then focusing on the outrage and there's got to be a pushback to it because I see, I hear a pushback in everyone I talk to, mm-hmm. even the people that I talk to, like that are kind of more polarized to left or right. Like I got friends that are like, you know, open carry constitutional motherfuckers. Yep. And then I've got friends that are like, you know, leftist university, you know, understudies that are going for PhDs. Right. And they all say the same thing. In, mm-hmm. Like a lot of them, a lot of them say the same thing. Not all of them, obviously, but the ones I'm friends with say the same thing. They're like, yeah, it's like, you know, we, we got to, you know, stop the media's just bullshit right now and stuff. So more people are becoming, being, you know, recognizing it. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I have high hopes. I, I'm optimistic. I, I don't, I'm not black pilled. Have you heard that term? Black pilled. Uh-uh. I haven't black heard that. Yeah, so you know there's red-pilled and blue-pilled? Yes. Right? Like the red-pilled are the ones that are like awake to reality, and the blue-pills are the ones that are living in dream world. Yeah. And then now there's this term black-pilled, which is uh, you you just think, you're, you're like, okay, I see clearly now. Everything's right. going to fucking end. The right. economy's going to crash. <laughs> the We're all going to have a race war coming. Currency's going to be devalued most immeasurable levels. We're going to be killing each other for cans of tuna. Let's get ready. So that's like... I'm I'm not black pilled. I I'm I'm pretty optimistic that that we're gonna work things out and and we're gonna realize you know all this nonsense is frying our brains. Yeah, no, it, it all. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's it's like your own personal life. Eventually, it all what, works out. Chaos, you look, of course. Well, mine. If it's not that way, I have to do something. Um, but you, you look back and you go, oh, that's why I had to go through that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in my guest room, but it's fucking wild. Yeah, who knows? Are the people you have over at your house? Who knows what's going on in your guest room? It's fucking wild. Okay, you go ahead. You got one? What the fuck are you getting here? Oh, sorry. Here we go. Did you just say dead hookers? I said I didn't even remember the hookers coming in, but apparently they did. It's way too loud in there. I don't know where I got dead hookers from. I apologize for that. Um, It's because it's not so out of reach. Um. Oh, this is good. I, I, I'm trying to touch some of these sometimes if I don't think they're bad. Uh, DECA only cycle. Is it stupid or effective? Well, I would never do it because my body hates DECA. So <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, I laugh because so does mine. But to answer the question, um, I know that Jordan had great results with that. Um, yeah. 
I don't know if yeah. there's no test, but I think it was like, or I think it was like 200 milligrams, like super low. It might've been none. Um, yeah. but he said he could eat, uh, unlike when he was on other cycles. And that's something I press. I know you do too, Ron is like anything that affects your eating has to go. And also too, side effects are almost always just dose dependent. So, you know, maybe my body hates DECA because I was always taking it with 750 test and, you know, mm. 50 mg anadrol or whatever, you know, right. but maybe if I was just on nothing but, you know, 150 or 200 megs of DECA, maybe I would have felt like a million dollars and had no problems. Yeah. Well, some guys, they crank on a DECA only cycle. They'll take 800 milligrams of it. Yeah. Um, I'm like you, I would never know because there's a few things in the arsenal that are popular tools that I've thrown out years ago. I'm like, oh, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, yeah. but yeah, I, I, here's my answer to the question, guys. I, I, I think I'm repeating this so often. No matter what I say, Ron says, anybody else says, you gotta find what works for you. And I think that's the thing to press. Like, you really wanna know if a deck only cycle works? Do it. Yeah, I mean. Not gonna, it's not gonna, you'll know if you don't like it. And it's not yeah. going to hurt you. Now, I'm not saying, oh, you're not sure if four grams of test works? Give it a shot. But with something that's sensible, give it a roll, and then you can decide. Because it's just like training. It's not one size fits all. The The never-ending arguments are everyone wants to put everyone else in a box. You know, I, I was having a conversation with Tommy the other day. And when I was coming up, I would try everything. So when Branch and Johnny were in their prime, I was like, I don't know about that training, but I got to fucking try it. Look at these two, you know? So yeah. I started training in the violent, I don't even know what to call it, manner that they trained in. And my forearms were fucked up and I had, you know, golfers this and tennis that. And I'm like, Jesus, I change in sports. What the fuck's going on here? My body could not handle that in every way. I strained a pack three or four times trying to get explosive on inclines but I never said that training is stupid. Right. Because the results screamed, that training is awesome. Some people have no problem with it. It doesn't work for me. And that's, so yeah. that's the answer on the DECA thing too, is, you know, coincidentally, Ron and I, neither one of us use it, but I'm also telling you, oh, fuck it, give it a roll, see what happens. Yeah. Okay. You're up. I agree. I agree. Here's one for you. Um, I don't know if either one of us can answer this. <laughs> I'll make something up. Let's do it. <laughs> what is the key to being engaging and interesting as a host in a YouTube video? Okay. I can answer this, actually. Okay. Dusty's on it. All right, this is easy. Be yourself. Because here's the thing. There are people who get on my channel and are like, oh, my God. I, I get it all the time. I don't know how you don't have more subs. This is the most... the greatest secret, blah, blah, blah. I have other people like this fucking guy never stops. Everything's a joke, always laughing. No good. That like point being is there's someone for everyone. You might be dull as shit to me. Yeah. And someone else might be like, this is so much great information. I love it. So stop trying to decide what your viewers want and create it. Do what you do. The market will decide if they have a value for you, but you, I just don't think you can create something. I have a lot of people I really respect and look up to that are phenomenal and I would never try to do their thing because I wouldn't be good at it. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't know what point it was, 
maybe it was before bodybuilding or before all the videos and before everything. Um, but I remember like, I remember when Ryan first pointed a camera at me mm-hmm. for mutant. I remember knowing already at that point, the only hope I have here is to just be myself. Right. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people that think that I'm boring and unimportant and whatever. And there's going to be all these comments, but there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to connect because I already knew at that point, plus Rich was in my ear the whole time. Mm-hmm. Your audience will find you. Right. He said to me all the time, your audience will find you. It don't matter. Film yourself eating a bowl of cereal. The people that want to watch you eat cereal will watch you eat cereal. There's an audience for that. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> he's like, there is that your audience will find you. And he's like, that's why that's, that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to put my personality out there and that's what they're going to get. I remember him saying that. So that's, you know, that's all I ever, I knew that was my only hope because it's sort of like, it's sort of like I see it as like having a fake internet personality or like a separate person that you become. It's mm-hmm. different when you just go into mm-hmm. mode. That's different. I go into host mode all the time. But to become a separate like person, it's, it would be like like having a second wife and trying to keep it a secret. It'd be like living a double life. Right. It would be so much to manage at some point. It it would it would take up too much space to be two separate people and try to have your internet personality that's all built around this artificial nonsense and this hosting personality and then and then also be yourself. Like that would just be too too much work for me. Right. Maybe no, some agree. people are up for it. Maybe some people love that idea. I'm keeping th- I'm going to be this and then, you know, I can handle being that. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know how it works in their brains. I, I get what you're saying. I think what it was for for me, truthfully, is unlike you, I had no plan at all. Uh, Todd, who's here filming this weekend, literally showed up to a photo shoot that I did for iForce uh, after my first overall win. He's like, you mind if I film me today? I'm like. Sure. And then as we started doing things, he came into town one time and literally like the Costco videos, which are what put me kind of on the map, so to speak. Right. He's like, I'm going to film you. I'm like, okay. And it was just like you were talking about earlier. It was him and I. So I was joking with him and fucking around in the store, forgetting that people are watching it eventually. Because at that point, I didn't even know they w- who's going to watch it. We right. don't even have a YouTube channel. Like, what do you... I was literally fucking off. So like you said, the only difference in the in the YouTube personality is it's all turned up because I, you know, I don't literally sit around and joke nonstop in the fucking gym or at the when I'm cooking. No, no. But, you, but you, when you're you doing understand it, that, it's the same thing there. that I do. So it's like, yeah, this is my job to entertain. And sometimes I'll literally get done and go, that was a little far, but we'll see. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a lot more jokes than necessary, but I didn't know what to do. I was standing there doing nothing. But yeah. outside of that, it's the same shit. I mean, you and I hang out. It, it, that is who you are. It's just a little more because they're going to watch for 10 fucking minutes. Well, yeah, it's like interviewing someone. I mean, you don't want dead air. Yeah. So if there's a camera pointed at you and the guy's filming, I mean, you could give him something. Yeah. But, you know, where you draw from, do you draw from like a fake personality or do you just kind of like pull real out of your ass and hope they <laughs> laugh at your jokes. I mean, that's what, that's, what that's, would I say here if it was an awkward silence? Cause that's yeah. what we're going with. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I like that. Rich's advice is great, though. It's so funny to hear somebody like him that had that because it's true. Like, I am amazed at what people do want to watch. I'm like, well, so <laughs> it sort of reminded this question kind of reminds me in a way of the old school pro wrestlers. Right. And they would wind up kind of becoming their personas. Right. Right. Because the personas were so over the top that, you know, it, and, and, and would garner them so much attention. Like, you know, just think of Hulk Hogan when he's in mode, you know, or right. Macho Man, you know, when he's in his and he's talking like, you know, and he's he's in his character. Yep. And, you know, if the if the fans, the fans would see them later and they would want that character. Yeah, they want them all the time. Yeah. And they wind up like a lot of those old pro wrestlers, they, they, they kind of wind it up like being their character all the time. And it, it got weird to some, you know, some point it got weird, you know? Right. For some of them. That's okay. Cool. You know, imagine your neighbor is like one of those guys. When you talk to him, he's like, talks like that. <laughs> well, you see. You know? I'm just asking if I could borrow some sugar. Why are you being yeah. so weird? How's the weather been? <laughs> it's been really rainy. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would actually be fun to fuck with your neighbor if you like moved into the neighborhood and you just did all that shit for like a week straight. Then finally was all the bro, I was just fucking with you. Yeah. Just what dress is... like that all the time. They think who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> oh my okay. god, that's great. Okay, I got, I got, I got, yes, and this one's for you because God knows I'm not qualified. I have to apologize for a terrible impression of what was kind of like not meant to be Macho Man, but what sounded like a bad Macho Man. <laughs> I was just trying to be over the top. I was I, just trying to be like wrestler guy. That was more of a generic impression than a Macho Man impression. So no offense to the hardcores out there. But they're all pissed. They've, now yeah. we pissed them off too. Ron did a terrible savage impression. Comments. I must go to the combat section. That did shame to the king. You know. <laughs> They're getting ready right now. Okay. What's a date idea for someone you don't know on a first date? Make it fun or dinner? I think that this is my advice. Well, here's advice. Never go to a movie on a first date. I don't you, know just, do that. you don't get to talk. You don't get to know each other. Nothing's going on. Of course, we all did it when we're younger because that's the only place you could maybe, you know, Hey, make out a little bit. Um, ah, the good old days. So anyways, um, I would do, you know what? Well, it depends on where you live. Um, like, Hey, going for like uh, a walk to grab like a coffee together instead of just meeting for a coffee, Mm -hmm. maybe meet at a park and walk to get a coffee. I don't know. I'm just coming up with random ideas as if I was like some young guy dating for the first time. Because I like you know what's weird. The question though through me is I've never been in a situation where I didn't know the person at all. Yeah, yeah. See, I that's on like a date. Like so that's I would like, at least you... know, like, okay, this chick would, would think mini golf is fun. Right. You know, versus you know, that's I actually don't know a, anything. Wait a minute here. I'm you gotta we gotta stop and appreciate the 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 imagine going on a first date with someone you didn't know anything about. What kind of fucking just think like that's sort of where I was when I was thought of the question. I was like, okay, well, we got to well, think that's where you're supposed to be though. Cause that's what he asked. If you yeah. don't know them. Cause if you don't know the person, you want lots of conversation on the first date. Yeah. Cause that's, you gotta, you, there's, you gotta go over music. You have porn. to go over movies, porn preferences, <laughs> thoughts on marijuana use, 
Uh, <laughs> we, we got some You topics. actually really do. You got to cover some bases here. You know, some to decide if you even need a second date or a couple, even a, <laughs> a menage couple a trois. Of, of not like I don't care too much, but there's a couple of general political things we have to get past. And I'll ask vague questions around them to kind of get where you're at. Yeah. I'd be terrible in that situation because I would sit down at a clipboard. I'm like, so what are your thoughts on? Right. You'd <laughs> be think you were an interview. <laughs> Is President Biden doing an adequate job with border security? <laughs> that's, that's just not a yes or no. Dig deep. Dig deep. She's sweating. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched the news lately. 90 degrees or ass to grass. I need to know. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that, I can see that would be a problem for me because the poor girl would run immediately. I don't know what to do on a first date with someone you don't know. Something where you got to talk a lot. I'd be so uncomfortable. I'd never stop talking. They'd be like, this fucking dude doesn't stop. Okay. Now, I'd get next to like, sure in that scenario. Sort of think like, don't chicks dig like, you know? Chicks like to do shit, you know? I hate that. Like Emily, she's like, hey, I'm going to go for a hike. To me, that just sounds like an aimless walk in the bush, and then you come back to your car. I don't don't get that either. That's like going somewhere. I live – every time someone comes down, like, you want to go to the Grand Canyon? I'm like, why? Wasn't it beautiful? I'm like, I don't know. I've never been. (laughs) Why have you never been? I've seen it. Where? The internet. (laughs) I'm going to drive four hours. Ron, this is what it would be. I'd walk up. i go, it's a big fucking hole. Yeah, it's just like they said there it was. Restaurants or anything up here? Because we drove four hours to get here. Why? What are we doing? It would gift irritate shop. shit out of me. Or I love No, but there's that view. Remember Stacy was up there? She took the picture. I go, yeah, I saw the picture. So I saw the view. Why are we going? Or do you take the horse <laughs> ride to the bottom of the canyon? Which that is like, isn't horse. it like a fucking four hour horse ride or something like that? That's I what I'm saying. Remember. None of this stuff sounds good. <laughs> you know what I think sounds good? Helicopter ride over the Grand Canyon. Yes. Right? I did that in Chicago. I did the city that way. I was like, fuck, I just saw the whole city. I never have to come back. We're good. There you go. Good. Hey, yeah. have you been to? Well, kind of. I was flew a helicopter over the whole city, so I kind of been everywhere. Yeah, I did the thing. I did the damn. You see, you and I think that literally charity will do that. Oh, you want to go for a hike? I know it's a great spot. I'm like, no. Chicks always want to go for a walk. That's why I threw that out there. No one think that I'm like into going for walks or anything. No. Yeah. Well, because you did. You said walk. That might have thrown them. Yeah. Walk. I'm just thinking like, yeah. I also think it's, it would be kind of weird to like meet someone for a coffee when you don't really know them. Like you walk in and they're sitting at a table. It's like, and then the first thing you think is this is the table you fucking pick. The one right by the fucking door. <laughs> You want to laugh? A friend of mine had a had a guy that was just jamming on her, like online, just comments, comments. And finally, she goes, you know, all right, let's meet for coffee. We'll meet at Starbucks. So she's sitting there waiting for him. He walks in with a dozen long stem roses. First time they've ever met. Oh, no. <laughs> she's like, oh, fuck. Like she immediately knew. She's like, I can't be him. It looks just like him. It can't be him. It's like, oh, fuck it. That's like awkward. He hands her these and she's like, a lot. <laughs> so the only thing that works at that point is if it's all just a gag. <laughs> Immediately go, I am totally fucking with you. I own a floor shop. And I just want right. to watch you freak right, out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are useless, and then he throws them in the garbage. <laughs> just just fucking joke. with you. We were throwing these away this morning. They <laughs> were just a prop. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. She told me that. I'm like, 
Well, it's already over. It's already done. This guy is a stage five clinger for sure. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. I come in with a wedding ring. What the fuck? Damn. Ah, yeah. So there you go. Don't do that is my advice. Okay. Is it my turn? Yes. It is. What guest have we had that you've learned the most from? Ron. (laughs) I learned something every episode. In fact, today I learned there was something that Ron didn't know a lot of things about, and it threw me back. You did not know the name of everyone that's online or whatever we were talking about. Oh, damn. Uh, No, okay, guess it's not Ron. That's tricky. Who's yours? I'm still thinking. I don't know. I, I, I... There's a lot of ways I could take this question. Learn the most from. I I remember thinking that I learned the most if if I was thinking about the guest, mm-hmm. like learned the most about the guest from. Right. Um, I I think Hollingshead. I remember he had some really great stories and he went kind of deep personally. So there was a lot that I learned about James on that podcast. I remember while well, we had him on twice, but there was a lot that came out on those ones. I thought those were good for learning about the guest. They've all, like all I, the guests I, are great though. All the guests are great. You know what's crazy? So I, I have known all of our guests pretty well. Um, Most of them, yeah. Before they came on, some are not really. Some, but even the ones that I knew well, um, I really appreciated the depth of how much further we got to meet them. Right. Uh, and I will say that. On multiple, Hollingshead being one of them, that's why I bring it up. I was going to say he definitely altered my views a little bit um, and just how to look at situations, which I thought was awesome because I, I, I had a much deeper respect for him after our first interview than I had before, which was shocking because I already thought he was awesome. But I was like, All right, these are some areas in life I could work on. Like literally after you get done, you're like, man, I am super shallow. I should work on this a little bit. <laughs> I could get better at that one thing yeah. that he no, kept when he, when he went into depth about, um, like, for example, energy exchange and just, you know. With the Kilimanjaro people, with, hike. Yeah. I was like, damn, energy to people and Yeah, and then yeah. needing it and not knowing. And I was like, and I do know that I'm a firm believer in it. But when someone can really paint you a picture of it happening, you're like. Shit. And so I, I will say I was more cognizant of that. And it's something I now work with with clients all the time. Like literally will bring up to them like yeah, your energy to this situation is half the problem. And you build right. that up and all of a sudden the issue goes away. It's purely inside out energy. Right. You know, right. And, I, and I credit him for that because I literally was like, man, because I could see it when you're when you're an individual that. I don't believe in self-made. But I do think that there's a level of like, I just get shit done because I have to. Yeah. But then you start looking, I'm like, oh, but I do have this guy that I pull from and that guy. You know what I mean? You're like, then you realize, oh, I should probably step up my game on allowing other people to pull from me. You know? So, yeah, yeah. I would say Holling said if I was going to list one would be it. That was that was awesome. I mean, I learned a ton from everybody. Him, His was more stuff I could directly alter with myself, which I thought was cool. Right. And notice how none of it's about training or nutrition because – no. None of the none of the guests we've had on have had any secrets Mm-mm. regarding training and nutrition at all. Minus, minus the Lion King. I had no idea that JP listened to the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. JP's music is the is the key. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean, um 
that's that's one of my favorite thing when we have a guest on and it gets like way away from the the gym. Yeah, you know, and you you can't force everyone to want to go there, you know, because I mean, I know what it's like to be a guest on a podcast, too. And, you know, sometimes like I've gone on podcasts where I was prepared to tell them anything they wanted to know. And all the questions were just like, how do you cook a chicken? <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite incline movement? Um, yeah. Where do you put your hands on the bar? And after the interview, I was like, oh, the people watching that interview know absolutely nothing about Ron Parlow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been through a few of those. Not everyone, like just a few. And I'm like, I'm not even, I can't even remember which ones. But no, they're you know, gone now probably. Yeah, Truth some of those happen. Those happen. So my, I guess my nightmare is to do that type of interview. I don't ever mean to do that with anyone. You know what I mean? But I think you nailed it though. Is it's where the guest takes it and how they expand on a question because – all you can do is ask a question and then get out of the way. I've tried, and I know you do really well at it now, too, is uh, ask the question. And I try my best, other than to keep them moving, to just shut the fuck up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let them run you with know. it, you know. And, and if they don't, then I do try to get a little more out. And then I might realize, like, oh, that's not him. Okay, fine, yeah. next question. If, if, if I had to say, is there, a, is there an episode that you're most proud of? that we've done. Even that's, you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, it's, I really, our guests have been so good and this isn't like the, it would be difficult to choose one. Yeah. Because I literally have every, we've had some episodes like you'll, you, if I were to name four, you'd say another one. Like, oh fuck. Yeah. That one where I've really walked away and like, that was really good. Remember there was yeah. a couple where I literally told you, I was like, man, that one was, on like to the point where if i if it wasn't me and i'm so lazy i would actually probably listen to it again because it's right. like oh i learned a shit ton from that person like i knew as soon as we were done with jp i wanted him back yeah i wanted hauling said back like we're looking at the clock i'm like fuck it's been two hours we have to let them go jesus yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what I, would you I, say what was the, what would be the one that you'd be the most proud of i think i'm the most proud to? i think i'm the most proud of the cutler interview Okay. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I think I was just excited to have him on, you know, like Jay commented when we started the show, we hadn't even done an episode yet. Do you remember? And he commented, yeah. when am I on bro? Yeah. And I thought, Oh, we're going to get him on right away. And it just took so long to line him up that I was like, fuck, we look dumb for not having him on. And right. then, and then all of a sudden he messaged me. He's like, Hey, when am I on your show? And I was like, well, fuck, it's been a year. Yeah, so, I remember because we, wasn't he like the year episode or right? It's like, like almost a one year episode or something. And then so we had him on, but it just went really well. And uh, and 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 also it was like a nice reminder, um, you know, like everyone has their everyone has their level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if Jay's going to come on our show, I want to be ultra respectful with his time. Right. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh, no, I got lots of time. Let's keep going. You know, like that sort of thing. Like he <laughs> to, to know that he had a good time on the show was yeah. uh, important. And I think everyone feels like that when they have a guest like Jay on. Like, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to fuck that one up. <laughs> For no? sure. Remember, and, when, remember when Fuad had the, the incident where it didn't record or whatever? He was yeah, like, like corrupted the file and he yeah. couldn't he couldn't transfer the file or something. I felt so fucking bad for him. I was like, oh, my God, you get two hours of Jay's time. Yeah. 
And then Jay did it again because obviously it was that good. Yeah. You know, you know, they that, had to wait a while. You know what's funny is that's kind of back to that question about how do you how do you do a YouTube personality? Uh, I think that Fuad is phenomenal at interviewing. I just I feel like he's got a plan. I think I mean I literally if I do have 10, 15 minutes to listen to a podcast, I don't really watch the Bible and Bollock stuff because it's just entertainment, but I do like his other ones. I think he's awesome. And I'm blown away when people don't think that. I'm like, really? What is he supposed to fucking do? Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, we had an, when we interviewed Chad, that's when I realized it. Someone was like, oh, thank God. Someone else interviewed him besides Fuad. And I'm like, are you serious? I think he's fucking amazing at this. <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of look at him in the industry as like the bar. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at it. He's really good at it. You know, he, uh, he, he, he. He takes his time and he takes risks with some of his guests too, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is good. Cause that's like what, what Rogan said, like Rogan got to the, you know, Rogan never thought anyone is ever going to watch a stupid fucking show. Right. So he's having like Tom green on and like whoever the fuck he wanted to have on. Right. So yeah. you just, you can't let, you know, and then you see Fuad get real comfortable with his guests when he start taking chances and having like, you know, some exercise physiologist that no one really knows except for like the super nerds. Yeah, and then he cranked. Crank, and it's a great episode, you know? Yep. So, yeah. I got a good one here. Shoot. What is something we do today that future generations will look back on with shock and disbelief? There's lots of stuff. How far into the future? It's funny because this will make you laugh, but it's it's it also depends on what your mindset is when you answer this question. Because here's what I'm going to answer. It's going to blow your mind specifically, but in general, a lot of people's. I hope that what we do right now that they look back at disbelief on is trading in relationships and marriages like they're nothing all the time. And And I say that as someone who's been married twice. So don't, you know, not throwing a rock from a glass house here. But I am amazed. And I feel like our industry kind of magnifies that. It's something that's kind of bothered me recently. So I'm hopeful that that is something, and I know that's not where the question was supposed to go, but it's literally the first thing that came to my mind. Because I think of how acceptable everything is now. Even we joke about it. I joke about it, even with myself. And it's like, that's not really fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the degradation of the willingness to fix relationships because you're only as loyal as your options. Yeah, well, and, 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 and that goes with all relationships. Fold. Yeah, that's Everyone's with friendships, yeah. that's with everything. And yeah. I used to joke about that, uh, like, more openly. And now when I see it, sometimes I'm like, Jesus, really? Yeah. You know, and again, same thing with friendships, same thing with the, a big hit for me recently that some people will not understand is uh, the weight belts, Cardillo weight belts. Steve has been in the industry and had everyone's back, literally. A lot of us have never paid for a belt in our lives um, and it, or we have, but he's always taking care of it. And I understand industries change and other people can make belts, but I am surprised how many people he, he has taken care of. They're just pimping the next thing. And I'm always like, really? Right. Cause, Cause to me it matters. He's never paid me a dollar. He's never asked yeah. me for a post. I've gotten a, you know, a hit, Hey, what's your address right now? And then something shows up in the mail, but that is a, that's kind of those relationship things is a disappointing portion of life to me right now. And I hope, and I'm actually talking to enough people that there's, it seems like I'm not the only one seeing it, 
So, yeah, I know that that's not the point of the question, but that would be what I would hope. I would hope that, you know, two generations now they'd look back and go, man, they were fucking that up for a while. You know, <laughs> the loyalty that shit back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, OK, interesting. I guess I was thinking more like where it was meant to be. <laughs> Oh, is that? Yeah. You're thinking the way the question was asked. I took it way left. <laughs> I mean, I think in in you know in a hundred years they'll be like, wow, they used to burn oil for fuel, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that. Wait or, a minute. Yeah, or, or or hey, they stopped using it because they had some idiot president. Um, right, right. Oh my bad. <laughs> well, by that point, I think we'll hopefully on to some sort of other sort of energy. I mean, like Elon Musk talking about nuclear nuclear fusion, not like relying like well he was saying how he still thinks it's possible that we'll have you know completely clean you know like infinite energy from nuclear sources at some point it's possible right, right. it's pretty crazy but um anyways uh you know the fossil fuel stuff i guess and then um i i think that uh we're going to come to a point where we're not going to be eating meat anymore i think that meat-based agriculture is going to come to an end in the next you know, 50 to 100 years. And I think synthetic laboratory produced meat is going to be a huge thing that is used in in a lot of areas of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've read some like I've, I've read interviews and listened to podcasts, people who've tried it already, like they went to a lab and they ate like synthetic meat. What and um, just the texture was different. But it's essentially like uh, Sam Harris was talking about how he went to a lab and he ate some beef. Right. And it just looked like a brick of spam. But it was beef, it's beef protein. It's 100% beef cells, muscle cells. I, think, I mean, that would be nice because I'd find a way to handle the things that we don't like about how, how beef is essentially you know? produced. Right. And, and essentially, it is beef. Right. Like it is beef. It's not fake beef. It is real beef muscle tissue. Right. Like it just doesn't, it just hasn't walked and flexed and pumped and processed. And like, you know how they feed beer to certain cows in Japan and fatten them up and they massage them and they get the Kobe beef. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get the beer and you don't get the massage and you don't get the same meat, you know, but it's beef. And you know, if you want to ground grind it up and cook ground beef, it's fucking ground beef. And and, you know, I'm sure we'll solve all the palate and flavor issues. That's not a problem. They can flavor anything, make anything taste good. They, now. They've done it this far. Like <laughs> they can make a veg, veggie burger taste good. They can make fake beef taste like beef. Yeah. Which you, you which know, which is funny because you, you just said to get it because it's fake. also not fake beef. It's not <laughs> fake beef. Yeah. So I, I think that synthetic meat is going to be a huge thing. Um, just think of. Feeding meat that never had a mother. Well, just think of it this way (laughs) to grow enough, to grow enough food, like Mm -hmm. plant food, you know, fields of wheat and fields of all this, like agriculturally grow enough food to feed the world, even with greenhouses where you're cranking out like hydroponic crops faster. Yeah. Um, you still need so much space and so much water and so much light and so many acres and all that stuff. Right. But, they're saying synthetic meat could be produced in laboratories pretty quickly. Right. Like think of how long it takes to grow a cow. Uh, it's way faster than that. <laughs> right. That's fine you know? too. Cause you don't even think about that because they're constantly 
building the next yeah. cow for you to eat. And okay. also, you know, the, the, and that's the, I actually completely understand the vegans and the vegetarians who look at the conditions and can't get past it, yeah. you know, cause, because I think we all have lines of how we do that. Like when I think of things that are done to dogs in any negative way, I'm not going to go into depth with that. That means the amount of violence that comes out of me and anger is unbelievable. So I understand that from any animal. Yeah. You know, yeah, I have yeah. no issue eating a cow, but I can tell you, and this is funny, but I have no interest in going hunting. I, and it's, and I have nothing against it. Obviously I, you know, my neighbor goes out hunting, brings home meat. I'm like, fuck yeah, hook it up. I don't want to be responsible for something ever having its last breath because I have a connection. Like that's an animal. I don't know. I just can't do it. You know, right, but then right. point is there's lines. I'd go fishing. Think nothing of it. Right. You know, so I, I do see where people come from and I, I would have no issue if you're like, oh, well, now you can have the same thing you need, need. And it comes from a lab. I'm like, oh, sweet. Cool. We don't have to do that shit anymore. I'm in. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It also like, um, you know, think of like storage and and uh, due dates. I mean, maybe they can engineer all that stuff so it's even longer and better. Oh, and, sure. Like, and hopefully they can know. do it without it being without the sides because that's always been my issue, for example, with milk. I used to get raw milk from the farm. You'd go down, you'd buy it, right. and they made it where you can't do that here anymore. And it, truthfully, without getting a crazy depth, but if, you, if people do some research, I have personally believed that if you want really, really healthy milk, it's raw milk. It's not pasteurized. It's not all the things that the government, once again, is doing to protect me. What well, fucks it up? Right. You know, the quality of it. So, you know, now I actually have to watch my dairy and, you know, what I bring in because it affects my allergies where it never did if it wasn't processed to fuck. Right. Right. You know, so, yeah, it'll be yeah. that'd be interesting for sure. There, there'll be so many things because like like you said earlier, like back then they're thinking, what else would we possibly patent? Yeah. <laughs> like, how could there be more than this? So I'm sure if you go if you go for the hundred years, they're going to laugh at half of the shit we're doing. Yeah. And even when I look at, you know, Tesla's and all these, you know, non-gas running cars, I'm like, how does it do that? That speed, that this, that, that without gas. <laughs> the batteries are just going to keep getting smaller, too. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. It's, Think it's, of the first cell phone, buddy. Oh, man. That, that <laughs> 80s guy driving, brick. that Mercedes driving, you know, rich asshole with a big brick. Yeah, the giant, in. you know, plugged into a cigarette lighter. He's like, ah, rah, rah, rah. yeah, sell, sell, you know, like, yeah, he's a joke now. Every 80s movie villain. Exactly. Because <laughs> he, he was the only one that had the money for that kind of luxury. Uh, right. Actually, I have, I have a good right. one here that and you might not even know about this yet. Thoughts on JP's update. Oh, yeah. what was his update? Ah, last so last update I saw was that he was doing some crazy deadlifts after pulling his hamstring. So here it is. Here's the deal. And it's funny because I actually uh, I saw this coming. Um, JP has decided he's done gassing up. OK. Down to TRT. Um, he's going to show what you can build that way on, you know, 200 milligrams. And he didn't you know, he even said, you know, uh, you know, if he's going to go on a vacation or something, he might bump a little something in just for fun. But basically, uh, he's done 
chasing size and, and taking the drugs and everything else. And he wants a more healthy lifestyle. Um, what put him over the edge was uh, Andy Hammond. Uh, and even though we all know what it was a complication, I think all of us have been seeing enough death and enough issues that eventually you kind of wake up and go, yeah, I've been, I've been playing this game a long time and I'm still here. Maybe I should uh, cash out now, you know? Um, right. And I saw it coming anyways, because you know this, a lot of people don't. Uh, when you, I, I have not been under 270 pounds, I don't know, seven years. Right. Like, even in contest shape, I haven't been under 270. Yeah. Those. Dusty just froze. Dusty just froze. Okay. Some of you have... There we go. Dusty, you froze that pretty bad for a little okay. bit. Yeah, I, I paused when I was saying that so we can hopefully... But basically, the, the rundown is he's going to be running low dose. He's going to run everything the same as far as his training, things like that, show his physique. And I dig it. I think it's a great move because he's been there, done that. Um, he, he also... He is, Let's let's be honest here. Uh, he he also didn't fuck around with doses. Like he already yeah. kind of proved his point. Yeah, it's not like he had room to like bump it up more to see how it, how it went. Like he'd already done. Hadn't he already done like the four four thousand milligram cycle and stuff? I don't want to put numbers out there. But yeah, I don't done, know the numbers. He openly I, I, said some numbers, didn't he? Thirty five hundred or something. I I might be wrong. You guys I never saw me. that. I never saw that. But I do. Here's what I know. Without even getting into that, he pushed the limit as far as he could. Yeah. In every way, the training way, the food way. Yeah, in ways and that, that might have just been a few cycles, too. I'm yeah. not saying that's what he always did, because I know that it's always trying to get the most out of the lease with JP as well. Yeah, no, so. I, I think when I say that, what I mean is he did what he could do, and I think he just yeah. realized. And the reason I said I saw it coming was he started referencing looking forward to coming down. I don't think most people who follow JP have any idea how big he is. No. JP is drastically bigger than me drastically bigger than me it's J it's so insane jp <laughs> is one of the guys jp is one of the guys where at the expo he looks funny yeah at the expo with a bunch of meatheads that are all freaks you're he's, you're looking he's and you're like oh yeah pro bodybuilder pro body pro bodybuilder you know power lifter strong man giant people giant people and then you see jp and you're like oh that guy looks like crazy <laughs> and he's covered completely shit. covered in his shirt yeah and you're like what's wrong with that guy like he's just so fucking thick <laughs> yeah i mean because what, what what is he five seven five six something like that yeah like in you know 300 plus yeah 300 plus all the time i mean he's just a massive human and the reason i bring that up is because i've been telling people that for the last few years i purposely just relaxed and yeah, stayed yeah. 90 to 85 so i feel comfortable he hasn't relaxed ever. Oh, no. It's He's pushing up or down or whatever. And it gets confused because, like, oh, I see you train. I'm like, no, I train hard because I love it. But I'm not pushing food. Not And the food is the hard thing. I don't Taking a shot is no big deal. But the food sucks. Feet sore, can't walk, it, out of breath. I haven't felt that in years, dude. And is, so is, when he said that, it didn't shock me at all. He's been talking about looking forward to moving on. And I think that this just gave him the reason because when you start talking about that, you're already halfway out. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Which is which is 
and I'm, that's not even a bat. That's not a shot. What does he need to do it for? There's nothing left to prove. Like I really respect the guys, and they keep a physique because they choose to. But literally, are like I don't like Dorian. I've been a monster. What do I have to prove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when I'm done and shrunk down, because people will, oh, you're never going to be that small. Like, no, I do. I fucking do. <laughs> I have, I have no. This is not my identity at all. I love doing it. I did it. I checked the box. When I'm done, as small as I can get, as fast as I can get. That'll be the goal. Right. You right. know, so yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. It's funny. So he hinted to it this morning. I was up in the middle of the night, shocking. Um, and he said, you know, something about you know my announcement or on my forum, but I'm not going to go into it here. So I had to go log on. I became a member of his site years ago because he's a friend of mine, uh, and I don't actually go on there. Um, but I just support friends if they do things. I okay, I'll buy. Um, <laughs> so I went on to go read it this morning. I was like, oh. And I assumed that's what it was, but it was cool to read it. And uh, I think it's going to give guys a great insight onto what you can do when you're done and how much you can still carry through training, food. And don't get me wrong, there's remnants. I'm not saying you could ever get to where he's going to be in a year without doing what he already did. Right. But what he can hold afterwards. So it's it's pretty cool, you know. Well, that's what I've been going through the last few years. I know exactly what's going to happen with JP. Probably a very similar thing. Well, you know, you think he's going to buy a bike? <laughs> yeah, he's going to buy a bike. No, but he's <laughs> armed with, you know, he's armed with all that knowledge of nutrition and metabolism. And he knows his body like a clock and all that sort of stuff. So he'll just steer his physique into whatever direction he wants to. Like, I was really nervous about like, oh, what am I going to look like? But then after a little while, I realized I'm like, oh, I'm still in control of my food and my training. So that's like, like, that's why I'm still looking the way I look, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then you just realize that, oh, yeah, like, I don't have a normal person's body. I have right. a body that's the metabolism has been trained and primed for so many years that it's just like, you know, an efficient machine. And I can I can I can have days where I'm high fat, days where I'm high carb, days where I'm low carb. And I just feel normal on all of them. Right. And I'm metabolically flexible is I saw an interview with a guy talking about metabolic flexibility. Mm-hmm. and how like most people don't have any because they just eat such a shit diet all the time right right and they don't exercise so they they you know the default level for most people is no no flexibility at all like mm-hmm. if they fast for a day they don't even go into ketosis right <laughs> you know they just feel like garbage and get hungry right. and have blood sugar problems yeah, they're just angry <laughs> but, yeah but if like someone who's really fit and works out fast for a day like em- my girlfriend emily she fasted the other day she's been doing the odd 24-hour fast she gets like um her she has all the the trademarks that he listed of metabolic flexibility mm-hmm. she she ha- actually gets more energetic almost like she's on like a, like a, a stimulant right almost gets like mentally overactive. Right. And it's uh, the body is like already running on ketones, you know, halfway through the first day of fasting because she's crazy. You know, metabolically efficient and flexible. And so anyways, this guy had a lot of cool stuff. I don't know how much of it was true, but it was if you do a 24 hour fast, noticing what your body does tells you a lot about your metabolism. Like, does it mm-hmm. drop into fat burning quickly or do you suffer <clears throat> all day because you don't have sugar? Right. You know, there's a bunch of that. And so he was kind of interesting. But anyways, that's a sidebar. But he's going to find out that he can do whatever he wants with that physique, with all that muscle tissue. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm excited. I think I think 
he knows what's going to happen. But I think it's cool that he's bringing everyone along for the ride. So yeah. they'll see, you know. I'm excited to see. Plus, like, I'm still training super, super hard. And I'm still, you know, eating lots of bodybuilding food. <laughs> Which he will you know, do. Try, and I'm trying to be lean. Right. Whereas I know JP will have more specific goals. Like, he will be tracking strength. Yeah. mapping out body comp yeah, charting and graphing everything just the drugs everything else stays so, the same <laughs> so i'm 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 assuming jp will have even better results than i have like mm-hmm. he'll probably stay bigger stronger and get more ripped because everything's like you know he's treating it the same well you need to go to his page anyways because uh he and corinne are uh, almost finished building their super gym oh gotta have they haven't it. mentioned which means you need to, you got some traveling to do son yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> hey, I got one for you here. Since we're kind of talking about food. This is a, this is a friend of mine, Mike. Um, he says, how much consideration to appetite when you're pushing food for size? So this is a big dude. He's like in the 290s right now trying to hit 300. And I assume by the question that he's running into those first time hitting 300 blues where you start to be like, I'm so full of food all the time. I can't I can't even eat. So this is tricky. Um, I I lightly consider appetite always. And the reason I say lightly is I have both sides of that scenario. Um, I have a client, AJ, uh, who I tease him all the time. His appetite never ends. So he's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're fat. Right. Like, even when we're like, we're growing. And usually I'd be like, oh, you got room for food? Fucking eat. Eat more. Eat more. Him, I'm like, I realize I couldn't satiate this kid to save my fucking life. He'll be 400 pounds. So I'm like, well, you're going to be hungry for the rest of your life. Right. If you want to control your physique. You know what I mean? Uh, Most people, to be honest with you, uh, I don't give any consideration to that. I give consideration to inflammation and digestion, and that's it. So, So maybe this is more of a lack of appetite question then. Yeah. If that's the question, then you just fucking eat. But you do want to verify why. Um, because sometimes I've found, and we've been over this, so I don't want to go into too much depth, but obviously we know that movement helps. So walking before meals is key, things like that to just, or after meals, even you know, yeah, to get the body moving or to get rid of it. Um, but to answer the question, you eat more because you have to. I, I think (laughs) something, I, I think something that too many people are stubborn on, and this is my personal opinion is the whole solid food versus liquid food thing i understand so my whole basis about using shakes Mm -hmm. i have no problem with shakes whey protein isolate especially is extremely high quality right it's some of the highest quality amino acids you can put in your body there's nothing wrong with it however it's really fast in and out so the consideration with shakes is I tell my clients to never have shakes twice in a row. Right. Because then you create gaps with no protein in the blood. Whereas if you have, you know, 10 ounces of steak and then your next meal is whey isolate and then your next meal is 10 ounces of chicken, you're fine. Right. You've got aminos in your body the whole time. But I get when you're dieting and you're starving, ditch the shakes because you get more solid food. There's more metabolic action with digesting the food, yada, yada, yada. But when we're talking about off season bodybuilders, I, there's only so much physical food you can stuff into your system. Like we have to realize that 
you know, what, once you get to 10 cups of rice a day and three pounds of meat, you're supposed to keep like how much food can you stuff into your digestive tract and, and have it go. So there is going to be a ceiling somewhere for everyone. You know, some people can eat more food than others digest more. Maybe you can use more enzymes. Maybe there's things you can do to optimize digestion, minimize inflammation, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, eating food is inflammatory. Right. And and stuffing yourself so your digestive tract is literally full from top to bottom all the time. There's going to be an end end to that where you just can't put more food in. So, well, bro, I guess, you know, just add three more cups of rice doesn't always cut it. And when you're at the point where your food volume is topped out, you have to go to liquid calories. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. At that point, you're just topped up. You just got to get them in. No, I agree 100%. I think that that has actually been a mistake in my coaching before because I do prefer whole foods. Right. But when someone asks, usually what I'll let determine that, and I know I'm not actually being seen right now other than plugging my MacBook in, um, is you got to get the calories in somehow. Yeah. And those are the easiest ways to get them in. Uh, Dante taught, I mean, I grew up and gained on um, doing shakes with olive oil three times a day. Yeah. So I just didn't have the appetite, and that was just an easy thing. And I was super busy back then. When I had the stores, I was in them. So it was it was also time management because I'm a yeah. slow eater. Even if yeah. I love the food, I eat slow. I didn't have 30 minutes to eat a meal because if I was busy, that was an hour and a half. So <laughs> – so let's let's give them one more tip here. What would you do if you're like almost at your goal, but your 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 appetite is gone to complete shit? Uh, I mean, the the things that we already mentioned. Number one, which is you know a little more movement. I do find there's a line where bringing in movement. I'm not going to use the word cardio. Movement uh, elevates much more than the calories you burn. You're right. able to eat more. And the other is just that fine foods that work with you and in my last touches a lot of times in the off season when we're pushing for a goal we accidentally start bringing in more shit and don't realize <laughs> that that's half the reason we can't eat if i eat a giant bullshit meal my next meal is always a bitch to eat because if i eat a giant bullshit meal my next meal is way isolate blended in water yeah oh that's it that's <laughs> it because you, your body is get back on track yeah, it's not used to all this the shit it's trying to break through. Yeah. Clean up your food is step one. And I know that's a, it's a tricky line because people are like, but they're less dense in calories. I'm like, pour olive oil all over your chicken while you're cooking it right. or whatever. Like, get the calories. I'm not saying to eat dried chicken breast and plain white rice. Yeah. I'm just saying that food that your body is more accustomed to breaking down is going to make sure you're ready for your next meal faster. And like you said, the, the shakes thing – is huge. I used to just also live and die on, I found it's kind of like a movie. If popcorn is sitting on my lap, I will empty it no matter how big it is. It will disappear. So I used to keep, I used to bring uh, like nuts to my store and keep them on my counter. And I would just eat them like all fucking day somehow, like a handful here and there. Yeah. Well, I'd end up adding like five ounces of nuts to a day. Yeah, several hundred calories. calories. Yeah, so basic shit like that. What about you? Anything last I missed? Mm, I just think liquid calories are where you go. You got to start drinking some carbs and some some protein. And your protein probably doesn't even have to come up because you're probably already eating enough protein. 
So you have to get some carbs and fats in, but liquid calories you can go to. Swap some meals over to shakes so that you can make them even bigger and get your calories up more. Just a, th- just a thought. Every time you say thought, I think of something else. Um, that hoe over there. <laughs> I remember when I found out what thought meant, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be funnier. Yeah, that's not that funny. And I know her. She's so here's friend. one. Here, Oh, is it your turn? It's your turn. No, but you already have one. Go. Okay. What are some of your favorite old school action movies? How old is old school? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm probably going to wind up going 80s on most of mine for old school. Give me a, give me an answer so I can start priming my brain. Well, I mean, I grew up on the Arnold shit, so I'm watching Commando and fucking Running Man and you know all the Arnold classics. See, I was I was a, I was a Van Damme guy. Yeah, see, the Van Damme movies were big too, but I wasn't as much into him. Bloodsport and Kickboxer and Time Cop was okay, and then I kind of tuned out. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I liked those, um, and I don't even know if I'd call them action because they were more like fighting and you know what I mean but like right. I like double impact I mean there were two of them I mean come on now two Van Damps yes yes, yes. was one that the hockey was, one no no that was, they was like they were twins but the one was like the slick back hair with the cigar you know it was like the right. pretty boy from California which one was the one where he was a hockey goalie fuck I didn't even know that one dude you've got yeah. I didn't even know that one existed so you yeah, got at the me. end he's he's dressed in the hockey goalie outfit yeah yeah I don't Jesus, know Jesus he must he had some bad moments in his career huh? to, oh that was near the end <laughs> I was near the end. He's like, I just need a couple more million to tie up this life of mine here. Have you seen his show? I haven't checked his show up, but I've had some friends recommend it. They say they love it. No way. He has a show on Amazon Prime where he plays himself. Oh, I don't want to fuck up the premise. It's a, I, th- I think it's a comedy series. But he plays himself. Yeah, I got to find it here. I got to look it up. And uh, fuck, I'm on Wikipedia. I don't know if that's going to help. I don't want to fuck it up. It's it got his name in the title. He's done a few things that were really fucking. Oh, double impact. See, there you double go. team. Jesus. Yeah, like a hell of a porn. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where he plays himself. But he wasn't actually a movie star. That was his cover. He was actually an agent the whole time. <laughs> right? And now he's old. And I think right. that's the premise. You know what I mean? And, and uh, so it, it's like makes fun of his, you know, everything he did. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. I love I can't thinking about the last movie. So it reminded me, I watched an interview the other day, or it was a question. They were interviewing Dana White. And they asked him, they said, uh, what do you think about your friend Oscar De La Hoya coming out of retirement? He literally, without breaking speed, goes, cocaine's a hell of a, is a hell of a drug. It's expensive or something like Very that. expensive. <laughs> it's an expensive drug. You got to make money. I fucking died. I'm like, did he just say that? <laughs> yeah. So here, yeah, that was, that was crazy. He was savage. So it's called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And here's the premise. It's got good ratings. Uh, Van Damme is a name that is synonymous with action movies, but what if he was actually a secret agent and his entire film career was intended to be a front for Black Ops missions? <laughs> Dude, that actually, I, they've got, they've got yeah. my interest. They've got they, my they interest. They kind of got my attention. Bad. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Now, if only I actually could follow through on watching television. We you know who that. we have to ask if that's any good? David Bale, no. 
Obviously. He would he had to have watched it. I'd be kind of get him on, but you know what the sucks? He works a real job. What does he do? I thought I he was no just idea. a meme master. Yeah, he's that's he, he he does his memeing so well. I just assumed he was at home like me. It's <laughs> a real job. He probably surprised yeah. some kind no, of he was, yeah. job. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's yeah he's an astrophysicist or something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally he goes he goes yeah I get off at five. And I'm like what? I'm a hedge fund manager. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that wouldn't shock me. So yeah, I was like oh I don't know how to handle someone with a schedule. I don't know what to say right now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I'd love to I, have him on. I tagged him in a photo the other day just because it made me laugh. Oh, dude, he's, it was he's some, one you, of my favorite do, people. In the do you industry. follow? Do you follow Your Dad's America? No, it's one of my favorite accounts. They just put up like pictures from the '80s and '70s, basically, that are like, like cool. You know, like Your Dad's America. It'd be like a dude with a beer and some hot chick like leaning on him with backcomb bangs. And he's like, <laughs> you know, or it'd be some dude on the in the back of a pickup truck, you know, back in the day when you used to ride in the back of the truck and it wasn't illegal. It was fine. Like yeah. cruising down the highway and there's a dude like drinking a beer in the back of a pickup and it's your dad's America. <laughs> All right. I got time for one more because I actually have like five appointments today, believe it or not. That's my you fucking can't possibly have people that want to talk to you besides me, Dusty. It's, I didn't say they want, I'm paying them. It's totally different. Okay. Okay. So you, 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 you pick. Fuck. Oh boy, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, how'd you like? What do you think? I'm gonna have a lot left for my. Right, I'm doing a real, uh, dude. I have. A, I'm a frightened. I have to answer all of these at some point today. Okay, this is simple, but I'm gonna do it just because I want to end up on a strong note. What do you think about the blood and guts training program? I think that it's foundationally. Sound covers a huge amount of shit that you have to pound into your head and focus on. Teaches you how to train with really high intensity if you understand what you're supposed to be doing. Key. So assuming that people are doing the blood and guts program, they're not just reading it and going, oh, two sets, one set, you know, right. um, priming and getting ready for those sets and then treating each one of those sets like a big, huge event. That's what I always said to people. Like right. those those aren't just sets, those are events. Right. Like, That's a great statement. Yeah. Like, like once a week, that happens. That set right there. Right. It's not just a set, you know? It's like a set that you're that was my mentality the whole time I did that. Was like, you know, there might be two sets of incline press. You know? I would think about them all week. Yeah. They weren't just sets where I could just be, oh, I got some incline to do. I'd be like, fuck, like those are coming. It's like job interviews right. or fucking like, you know, do or die moments where you have to like pull something off. Like you all set to have your taxes done by April 15th. Yeah. Like there's a, <laughs> there's like that set is coming for you and it, it, like it's there all week long. You better be there all week long too, thinking about it. Like right. that's what I used to think, right? You don't just think about it that that afternoon on your way to the gym. Oh yeah, I got hacks today. You know, it's well, funny you said that's that. That's not how and, any uh, of that got done for me. I, that's not how any of that got done for me. I don't think that that's seen as. I, I mean, here maybe it never was, but I I know it's not seen very much now. Um, so yesterday, this is funny, but a kid I'm training uh, is in the gym uh, training. And I look over and he's getting into a set and it's starting to get tough. So by reaction, his training partner is behind him on the leg press. 
and he's starting to grind. So I just walked over and like took over and started pushing. Right. And he gets done and I literally didn't say anything. I'm like, good set. Walked away, you know, and he just stayed in his fucking zone. I didn't even think he knew I knew who he was because um, we just started. But he gets done with a workout and he comes over real quick, introduces himself. And he's like, uh, so when you write the workouts, you, you, I got three sets of this, this. I'm like, yeah, I got to change your workout. You train way harder than most people. Like I realized during because I thought it was his final set. It was his second. And I write on right. all of them, only the last set is an absolute failure. And I realized he doesn't even know what that means. Right. Because he was pushing way too hard on his second working set. You know, and I told him, I'm like, no, I want you to hit 20 because you did. But on your last set, I want 17 to be possible. And then I want you to find 20. Right. But I just realized, I'm like, this kid's fucking geared different. Like, yeah, I don't cool. I don't think he knows how to do that. So I'm going to have to change his entire fucking trading after watching him do one set. I'm like, oh, that was your second set? Okay, you're insane. You're going to love this sport. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and you I need a new stoked. training partner. Yeah. yeah. And he should learn how to spot. Yeah. I literally, it was yeah. hard enough that I was like, I don't want him to miss with me standing here. Like, holy shit. Like, I would have done yeah. that if I didn't know him. I just saw the grind. I'm like, oh, this kid's going to work here. Okay. Right. right. But then when I found out, oh, that was the second time. I'm like, all right, you're fucked in the head. This is going to be fun. That's, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I would say that the Dorian the Dorian, you know, blood and guts way of training. It's, uh, I mean, it's made for that kid though. (laughs) Yeah. So for people who really, really know how to train hard, not know how want, want to train hard, want to learn how to train hard, want to learn how to find the, those key sets and make them count. I think it's a fantastic default to start for sure. You know, you can tweak it all sorts of ways, but I think just the re- repetition, two on one off, two on one off, two on one off, endless, you get in the groove, you know, you throw, do workout A, workout B, where you alternate your starting movement, you know, yeah. you know, like I'd be hack squatting one week, leg pressing the next, hack squatting one week, leg pressing the next, or whatever you're doing for body yeah. parts. Um, it's, a, it's a great way to train. I mean, it's a foundation of everything I still do. Yep, me too. You know, I might might do a lot more volume now and not go to as deep a failure with the heavy weights and stuff, but it's still like the principles are all there. For sure. Agreed. Well, boss, I got to I got to get cracking. Actually, I'm disappointed because I have really good questions. I I'm going to I'm going to even though I'm going to answer these, I'm going to save some of them for next week because I think your tweak on them is always good. I uh I feel bad because I got like tons of good ones and then I even had some in my DMs and we didn't get to any of them. So I'm going to have to do so many on my stories. Good. Well, I'll watch them then. And then, but no, Sue, save a couple. If there's some that are really good, save them because that's what I'm going to do. I literally just scan through. I was like, fuck, I need like two more hours to get these in. Okay. Okay. So, we'll do that. Thanks, buddy. I'll send you a shirt. Out. Send me your address right now. Yes, I'll text you. Okay. Thanks. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. It's just bodybuilding. <laughs>